This is supposed to be a man of God, but yet he's told the whole world that 26 people died in his church when he's no, he, nobody died. He's a liar. Let's go, Frank. Let's go polygraph right now. I've got a man in San Antonio. The comment you just made, knowing my 14-year-old daughter's laying You're a liar, head. Frank. You're a filthy liar, Frank. You know? You're a demon, Frank. You should be able to provide the evidence more than anybody on this planet. This guy should be able to provide evidence right of a death that happened at this church. We've had to learn to deal with these sick fuckers that are saying this stuff, that are out there claiming that we're not real people, claiming that we're actors. We don't give a shit what you say. We're not afraid. It's a horrible thing to think that 17 children got murdered, but it's even more disturbing to think that the government would do something like this and present it as a real event when it's not. A lot of today's hoaxers are mentally ill and they think that what they see on the web um, and TV is just a reality show. And so if it's a reality show, then everything is staged and everyone is an actor. This isn't a fucking conspiracy, this is real life and people are fucking dying. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on why we know 290 million people. It's called Nimbocide. Google it. It's called Nimbocide. Google it. I've got a retort. Like we always do about this time. Boom. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 325 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P, and sitting right across from me is the brown recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What the fuck is going on, guys? Let me uh, close this window I have open up shadow people on my computer. Uh, guys, go to kmancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got coffee beans. They got... Hibiscus tea. I know my boy Jesus is not a, not a big fan of hibiscus tea, but some people are. Some people like myself. We're fans of hibiscus tea, especially on a hot day. Nothing better than putting on your best, your, your fanciest Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> sitting there listening to your favorite podcast, drinking a hibiscus tea next to the fucking miniature, uh, miniature little uh, what are those things. What are those plants with the thorns on them? Uh, little cacti. I, lo- oh, I, I like I like little baby cacti. You know, they're just relaxing to look at. I oh, okay. I find I find a succulent. Yeah, a little little fucking little cacti, dude. One of the most beautiful plants on the earth, dude. Underrated. Uh, guys, uh, just go to CavemanCoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. It's fucking full-blown summer sale right now, guys. Correct. Combine that fucking like free shipping promo they got going on. Use our promo, the 15% off with the Art and Jacob, or uh, sorry, America uh, promo code. Brought to you by your boys, Art and Jacob. Uh, and that's it. Take a picture of yourself wearing the fucking 
shirts, hats, drinking the co- coffee, the nitro cold brew, the hibiscus tea. Tell Martin Jacob sent you. That's it. That's all I got. There you go. And speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to check out our other sponsor, guys. I need everyone to head on over to SucreApparel.com, where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for consumption pleasure. So uh, check out the store. Uh, buy everything that you want, love, and desire. Um, I don't know what the next holiday is. Uh, all the retail spots are telling us uh, Halloween is coming. It's Halloween, dude. It's officially Halloween. Yeah. I, I will say, you know, what we're currently in, what month is this? I just turned August. August. Okay. Way too early. I will allow it September 1st. September 1st? That's when I will I will officially allow Halloween decorations to go up. Spooky season to come out? No, no earlier than September 1st. But if you're not like art and you, lo- and you love spooky season, head on over to SucreApparel.com. Buy everything that you want, love, and desire. And maybe perhaps buy that spooky significant other that you like, love, want, or desire uh, some Sucre Apparel. Um, she has your sizes. Uh, this shirt is not a Sucre Apparel shirt. I just realized I'm looking in the camera right now, and this shirt looks horrible on me in an extra large. She will have your you size. You want what the extra large is? Well, that's all Walmart had for oh, this yeah. Ninja Turtle shirt. Just cut the sleeves off, dude. Do that thing where you cut the <laughs> sleeves off or whatever. <laughs> Let the side it, boob it hang out. Like, it looks all like 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 a workout tee at that point. Oh, okay. Show these guns oh. off or whatever. I just want to do a correction. This is officially, I'm going to say, it's, it's okay to decorate for Halloween uh, when the NFL plays its first game and i think it plays its first game september 7th i want to say this year yeah this year so i'm going to say september 7th from then on halloween okay till october <laughs> 1st uh but if you disagree with that guys head over to super apparel but before you hit checkout guys enter promo code art and jacob and nicole will give you 10 percent off your entire purchase but art we're not here to debate when where and why we can celebrate halloween art what are we here to talk about today uh, you know what? This is a long time coming topic. This is a topic that I- I'm surprised we haven't covered it. Um, I'm gonna throw this one in there as like one of those topics. Like when we cover the 5G episode, feels very similar to that. But this is a topic: crisis actors. It's a hot button topic. I know um, Alex Jones just spent a lot of time in the courtroom, money and in money. the courtroom, <laughs> uh, trying to defend himself as a you know, he had, you know, lawyers coming after him for really, like, I don't want to say single-handedly inventing the term crisis actors, but he really popularized it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, time to cover this topic. And I will say, Jacob sent me a video, which I think I had seen it in the past, uh, but you sent that uh, Vice documentary or Vice video clip or whatever of, of the crisis actor thing, and it does a really good job of giving you more of the emotional element of it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, one, I, you know, you know, it, I thought about it, but not until you hear it and you see it where it's like, man, that seems emotionally draining. Like some of these Correct. people are fucking monsters. Yeah. Like yeah. not the, not the crisis actor thing or whatever, but all the people that like feed into this conspiracy theory. Yeah. And become online sleuths and then out in the fucking field, like uh fucking, wannabe sleuths and shit yeah. like it, it's a rough thing and we'll get into what yeah. we're talking about but yeah it, it it what was supposed to be a easy layup talk it topic yeah <laughs> turned into a kind of a emotionally draining topic it, but it was yeah you know what i was kind of surprised i pitched this to jacob I was like dude let's just do crisis actors it'll be like fucking 30 minutes of research 
and we'll just fucking like goofball and be like Alex Jones, gay frog jokes. Yeah. And then it did turn into a little bit more of like, you know what? This is like, this is like people are like really went through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. This is like a real topic. Like, you know, it felt a little more, I felt more connected to this than I thought I was going to. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was definitely that was a little more surprising to me than than I thought. So it sounds like we're both kind of on the same page here. Uh, but crisis actors are a real thing. So before we get into the conspiracy uh, portion of it, it's important to to lay out there that a crisis actor is is a real deal thing out in the field, right? So a crisis actor's job basically is to pretend they are in some kind of uh, catastrophic event a crisis, if you will, right? Uh, And it's to help bring a real-world feel to, like, EMTs and, you know, first responders uh, when they're going through training and whatnot, right? You'll have, uh, you know, an abandoned building out in the middle of nowhere, and, you know, they pretend like, hey, you know, this place just got hit up by a mass shooter, uh, and, you know, here are all your victims or whatever. And you see these, like, in shooting ranges as well. Like, I was seeing, like, a lot of videos of, like, you know— People get being hired by shooting ranges to pretend like they're you know being held hostage, and you uh, the loyal Second Amendment or has to you know be the hero of the day and like you know shoot the <laughs> the dude in the head or whatnot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the target in the head and whatnot, and it, so it, these things these people do exist out in the real world. What separates the real world aspect of it from what we're going to be talking about today is that a real event right like such as the parkland shooting uh sandy hook the boston marathon the las vegas shooting that one of our close friends survived Mm -hmm. they're saying that all of those victims all of those people that you see in the interviews and in the background all the executive producers all up in the video all up in the video quote suge knight (laughs) they're all actors they're not real it's all an agenda by the deep state or the government or the nwo and we're not talking about hulk hogan and sot hall and kevin nash oh my god yeah i sent you that i won't get into this but i did send jacob a a picture of a dude who was like the the new world order has failed because vladimir putin is like (laughs) and i was like oh my god dude you're like the dumbest dude that's a whole different discussion sorry yeah but uh yeah sorry yeah but everything that you would expect the globalist like anything like alex jones would spew out of his mouth and they're doing this all uh to push forward their agenda and what is their agenda art Gun control, gun control <laughs> to take away your gun to take away your Second Amendment right. I had to, to dis- think about that because it's like, really, what is their agenda? It's like, yeah, it's so paper thin. Yeah, but, I was like, hmm, yeah, right. it's to it's just to create these things like a Sandy Hook or Parkland or the Orlando nightclub uh, shooting in Club Pulse. It's all to create like this public hysteria so that we can pass legislation to take away America's guns. So that way it's easy to insert a globalist tyranny government so that way us as the elites can have even more control over them. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, it always seems to me that, like, these people that claim to be, like, the most patriotic, the most America-loving thing or whatever, they're always the first to be, like, willing to be, like, anti-government, anti-the president. They're the fucking globalists are running this country. like we, yeah. And it's like... 
how are you the most patriotic person? Like, maybe you don't even believe in, like, America. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's all right. It's a weird dichotomy kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> it's like, at this point, just say you don't fucking, you're, you're like, this close to being, like, Al-Qaeda, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're just lighter skin. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, you're just basically white Al-Qaeda, yeah. <laughs> like, it really is, but. Um, it's but, so weird, too, because those are the same people that say the reason why they don't want uh, more government is because government is so inefficient, but at the same time we'll push forward conspiracies such as this, which would take a super efficiency from the government. I don't even think Apple can come up with a product this efficient. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But they have an airtight argument for everything. It's mm-hmm. like, man. Yeah, they got their black belt in conspiracy yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So I'll let you take the wheel on this one, man. So let me, I, I like to start with one thing. So for me personally, the first time I really ever heard crisis actor, and I understand, you know, the concept that it was not an original term. That, you know, people people in the military train with crisis actors. They, they right, have to go yeah. out and, like, bring aid to them, first responders. That's a very common thing. But really, to me, the first time I heard about it was during the Sandy Hook shooting. Mm-hmm. And during the Sandy Hook shooting, there was a lot of commotion. It was one of the most public you know, mass shootings that had happened up to that point. And it was the first one that, you know, internet was booming. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. At this point, those are the big three, you know, and everybody really had them. At least people our age, you know, information was getting out there faster and faster and faster. This is before the time where your, you know, your post would get flagged as like misinformation Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It was, you posted it, shared it, your grandma saw it, your grandma believed it. Yeah. Jacob's saying that, that, you know, David Hogg over here is fucking lying. He's a crisis (laughs) actor. You know, it was that level of, like, information. It's like, you know. My grandchild would never lie to me. You know, it was was that level, you know, of of information sharing. And that was one of the big things that that I remember. um, I remember seeing online was the, the Robbie Parker one. And Robbie Parker, if you don't know, and we'll get into a little bit here, he was one of the dads who lost a child during the Sandy Hook shooting. And Alex Jones harped on this more than anybody else. Mm. And I saw these videos, and I was like, even I was like, man, that is, Alex Jones, man, you know, you, you got me thinking. You got the, the you got the cogs turning right now. And, like, his whole thing was that it was a video. It was like a 15-second video where it looks like, um, Robbie Parker has a bunch of people around him and looks like they're now, you know, being a little more like, like educated. looking at the educated and looking at the video and really thinking about it and not trying to be like conspiracy theorists. It really looks like he has a group of people and they're trying to cheer him up and be like, all right, you got this. You're about, let's go do this press conference. You got this. You're good. Be strong. And mm-hmm. they're trying to, you know, like a good friend would, you know? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he, he's like kind of like, smiling or whatever and then when he walks up to the camera he goes from smiling to like tears and sad and his voice is breaking and alex jones took that like 15 second video clip and turned it into folks they're they're lying to you here this is classic acting right here he's trying to prep himself you see him smiling he's laughing he's he's having a good time and all of a sudden there's actually a video of him like making fun of him yeah. yeah and that video was like shared on Facebook at that time period like nobody's business. Anybody who had 
a, a, even a toe in the conspiracy world. And I, I still like, I'm very much into conspiracies. I've, I keep my ear to the ground when it comes to all this shit, mm-hmm. you know, you, now you have to have a very strong filter. Cause you have all these like white Al Qaeda motherfuckers <laughs> that are like <laughs> trying to like get in your feet about this stuff. But like, he was one of those guys before, like, you know, back when we were just like the moon landing, moon, moon, moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was one of those. JFK, yeah. Yeah. It was like, also, <laughs> also frogs are gay, blah, blah, blah. but he, you know, he was feeding people this information, and I could see how, like, if you look at the people who were falling for this, really, it's always like older people. Like it's mm-hmm. old. It's usually like older white people that are just like not good at not living in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Their their algorithm became really like into this like into this whole tunnel of like crisis actors look at him laughing here why didn't this happen why didn't like helicopters come to sandy hook like what even though there was a crisis hospital like right down the street yeah like everybody It'd be like if east high got shot they just walk the patients right across the street to <laughs> to Kern medical yeah Kern yeah. medical it'd be the most obvious one right yeah yeah and it's like people were expecting like fucking helicopters and i get it those are great questions that should have been asked if like you know if there was an hospital down the street, mm-hmm. but I don't know. When I things mean, can be easily explained, but you know, the echo chamber doesn't allow for that discussion. And if it does, you're listening to the fake news. And this is also where this starts to get implemented as well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me too, is <clears throat> remember when we did the episode about satanic backmasked um, oh, yeah, messages yeah. and music where I would play you something that was backwards and you'd be like, dude, that just sounds like gibberish. And uh, then I would be like, well, what you're supposed to hear is hail Satan, suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'd be like, well, I guess, you know, and like that, there was a scientific uh, term in there where it's just like, it's leading you down that hole because as a human, you want answers. You want things to make sense. When a mass shooting happens and, you know, the, the perpetrator doesn't leave a, you know, a, you know, suicide note because they usually end up all dying, you know, by their own shot. Yeah. Yeah. By their own gun anyways. And they don't leave a suicide note like the guy that did the Las Vegas shooting or whatever. And everything's a mystery and you're trying to find answers. You know, it, th- this makes more sense. What You know, it's the government. They let us down kind of thing. But, oh, no, let's not, you know, go down, you know, gun control because that would infringe upon my Second Amendment right kind of thing. And here comes Alex Jones telling you that exact same uh, thing. And it's more convenient and it's a better story to believe this conspiracy, to get riled, to feed into those emotions. Because these are all emotional responses as opposed to logical responses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's that that Vice documentary you sent out talked about like the fact that it's things that people that are out of people's control. Mm -hmm. And like we always kind of have that mentality of trying to control situations. And I, I 100% think that that is correct. I, I think that it's a partly that people are always trying to control what they can't control. Like it's out of our hands. If, it, if we're at Walmart, if, if we go to Walmart to pick up fucking like, you know, I don't know, fucking, I need some dicky pants or something <laughs> like some stupid thing. I'm going to be a cholo for Halloween. Yeah, so yeah. I better go get some dicky pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, some dude shows up with a fucking AK-47 and you die buying dicky pants for your Halloween costume. You know, it's like, or, you know, or some, a loved one dies, you know, while you're there and you're, you know, like, you're going to probably look for 
as many answers as you can, mm-hmm. and your brain is going to try to just fill in the blanks for you. Correct. I think there's also a little bit of that, like, what the internet calls, like, main character syndrome, and I, th- I think that people have that. Like, we all, you know, we all live in our own heads, and, like, but these people, like, that guy that would go harass people that he would claim to be crisis actors, and he would go there and, like, get in their faces, and, like, somehow this guy knew the truth. He knew... He knows the, the things that they're, the government's lying to him about. He knows all these things, and it's like, dude, this is like the like this false sense of grandeur, you know, main character syndrome where he mm. he knows the facts. He's trying to expose all these like phonies and do all this shit, and like, really, all it is is like, you know, you can't live without having control in your life. You can't live without feeling like the main character of this story, you know? Yeah. When really, we're just like, you know not that special and like yeah i don't know it's it's sad but yeah and i mean one thing too um another person that uh alex jones harped on and you when whenever you google or go to duck duck go because i'll get in trouble if i say google because that's that's a part of the left-wing agenda right there like you're is uh going down google uh but even if you duck duck go crisis actors the first person that you're gonna run across is david hogg and you mentioned him uh he was a teen um from the parkland shooting he has a full beard now dude really dude i i'm so used to seeing him as like little boy face or whatever Uh and like now the funny thing about it is i think he was born in 2000 yeah uh, April twelfth, two thousand. Yeah, so he's twenty three now. Yeah, and it was like twenty three, dude. You're you're like fucking like nine years old right now, dude. In my <laughs> head, you'll always be like nine years old, forever young or whatever, right? So the Parkland shooting again. All of these things, if you don't know what we're talking about, they'll, they'll they've either been a, an episode or they'll be an episode, or just go listen to Sofa King or last podcast on the left. They yeah. probably covered it or whatever, right? Uh, but the Parkland shooting, another one of the millions of mass shootings that happened in America at a school. Uh, very tragic. A lot of people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but David Hogg, who was a student at Parkland, um, in Parkland, uh, he um, sees the massacre that's going on and he wants to do something. He gets on camera and mind you, he is a weird guy. I'll give the conspiracy uh, community that. Like he is weird. It is. The, the funny thing about this is I don't think he's a weird guy. He reminds me of a guy I used to be friends with in high school who was it? He was a drama guy. Like he was like I hung out with like the geekiest people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I was. Shout out to our boy Ross. Ross knows like we we we. I don't know if he thinks we were cool in elementary. We're, <laughs> we're not cool in elementary. We're not cool in junior high. I was not cool in high school. I hung out with like the drama nerds. I hung out with like the kids, like the goth kids that hung out behind the marching band room. Yeah, and like that kid in particular, although he was very smart. Really well spoken. Like after high school, he went to Berkeley University. Like, you know, not a dumb kid, but he was he had like an acting background. Like he did every every like whatever every rendition of the fucking Breakfast Club that was going on. <laughs> like, the summertime poetry readings at whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, "Can you guys come out and support me?" Type and, of thing. And every school has that kid or yeah. a group of those kids. Yeah. Correct. And as soon as I saw David Hogg and in his interviews, he reminded me right there of that kid. Yeah, and there's a kid that went to East High that reminds me exactly of David Hogg. But okay. We're talking about fucking Alex Jones, uh, a boomer, and, yeah. you know, all of his fan base, which are boomers or, you know, boomer adjacent kind of thing. 
you know, that 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 kid strikes him as a little odd or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Again, I see him. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give the. This because he's basically like not Biff from Back to the Future. Correct. <laughs> exactly. That is a good thing. That's a good way to put it. And he gets on, you know, CNN, Fox News, all these places or whatever, and he's speaking out or whatever about the, you know, his friends basically being massacred or whatever, right? And there's this clip of him where he starts to say something and he stumbles over his word and he goes, I'm sorry, let me let me re-say that or whatever, yeah. right? And then he goes over it again and Alex Jones takes that clip and like fucking runs with it and he's like, see, that is an actor going over his lines. I've mm. seen that with Tom Cruise a million times. Vanilla Sky, I own the DVD <laughs> Criterion Collection. I own the box set with Penelope Cruz <laughs> is like sucking his dick and he has to redo his lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so exactly that or whatever, right? And when you get it framed to you that dire- that way, oh, even me, hundred oh, percent connecting the dots, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I guess that makes sense because yeah, that that's that's what you do, like when you're when you're acting or whatever. So, huh? Maybe there is legs to these people, yeah. or whatever, right? But then when you actually hear the other side of the story uh, from David Hogg, he goes, "Dude, yeah, I'm a journalist major. You know, yeah. I my passion is journalism. Even in that Vice documentary, the mom and dad are like, dude, like he was home when all that happened, and he got on his bike, and we told him, don't go down there. Same thing I would tell my son, don't go down where the fucking mass shooting just happened or whatever. Yeah. And he goes like, no, I have to get my story. And so he goes down there, and he starts to play journalism. And if I had a passion for journalism, I probably would have done the same yeah. thing too. But the conspiracy world just starts to pick on him and pick on him and, you know, call him the crisis actor, <laughs> starts to send threatening uh, emails and Facebook posts to his mom saying she should have had him aborted or whatever. And you're not even really his mom. He should have maybe died in the, like the, if there really was a mass they were shooting. Saying, like, he, according to this, he was born in blah, blah, blah. Like he was born this year and yeah. he can't be your son because all this. Yeah, it was all this ridiculous stuff. And then they found a video of him in California arguing arguing with a lifeguard. And he goes, see, this is what makes him an actor. He's from California. You know, and it's just like, okay, yeah. And then you get the real story. He's like, yeah, the family took a vacation to California because that's what families do. Yeah. You know, that's how a lot of our economy is, is tourism. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and then the other thing, too, is like his dad was a former FBI agent. Therefore, he is, you know, a part of this big cabal. You yeah. Know? Which explains a couple of things. Like one is like he uh, he obviously like is a smart kid. If your dad is an FBI agent, he's probably gonna make sure that you have yeah. like, you get your homework done. And you're probably like a well spoken like you're not some fucking like backwards hat Fred Durst looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like you're not you don't grow drinks up a, drinks a monster energy drink for breakfast every morning. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not you don't grow up fucking listening to insane clown posse. If your dad <laughs> go on the Kid Rock cruise. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're you probably have to do like you know journalism acting like whatever it is. You probably like you know I'm sure he's like a good marching band or some shit. You know like he's mm. not your average kid just smoking cigarettes behind the math room or whatever. You know, <laughs> so. I get that. Even as you know, you saw it. You you recently saw the new teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I watched it last night. Like we were talking about that, and it reminded me of like that one of the main characters, April O'Neil, in that thing. It's basically like David Hogg. Like yeah. like he he basically redid the whole like April O'Neil thing, where it's a kid. He wants to get the true story out. He wants to like spread the the facts about the story of what's going on. And <laughs> and, and and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like. You know, she pukes everywhere. Yeah, it's one of the best scenes of the whole movie. But um, but also, like, she's, you know, viewed as a hero for doing what she's doing. 
in reality, like David Hall gets like crucified for being like, yeah. "How dare you be so well spoken?" Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that you know, as I I saw, we watched that video, and in the Vice documentary, he talks about like, "Dude, I was like rehearsing, you know what, you know, my, sound my truth is, you know, like re- I'm rehearsing that." When we at one point, some like TV show reached out to us, and they were like, "Hey, we want you guys to do this shit," and I remember they had me tell a story about a skinwalker like 50 goddamn times and i remember thinking like this is fucking torture dude like by the 50th time i was so checked out i didn't even care anymore yeah and even though it was a true story a story that really did happen they had me tell it and tell it and tell it and tell it and it was just like till they were satisfied yeah they were satisfied and it was like that's the way like fucking sound bites work that's the way interview like those style interviews very rarely do you get the you know you know fucking big big celebrity interviewer interviewing the other person and they're both sitting on couches right it's not it's not that that was not the scenario that was happening here this was like a tv style interview where yeah i'll be honest with you even at that point the news wanted to sensationalize get the best sound sound bite get the best like you know voice sadness sadness in the voice get the get everything right and and he knew that he he understands that i mean mm-hmm. there is a little bit of acting there and and he understands that like he wants to make sure that the that he doesn't sound as like like he's laughing or anything like that it doesn't sound goofy he wants to make sure that his voice sounds stern it sounds firm yeah. he sounds like he knows what he's talking about he's well spoken and he is a well spoken kid yeah and like People took that and ran with it and said, oh, man, he's faking everything. He's a liar, all this stuff. And it's like, dude, just because you're, like, making sure what you're saying is coming across as, like, actual, like, fucking not a giant run-on sentence like I am right now. Yeah. (laughs) Most of this podcast usually are, man. (laughs) Like both myself and you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, dude, like, you can't blame him for that, dude. Like, you, you don't need some fucking teenage kid just mumbling on live television right yeah yeah so who's like that bum that like uh was helping somebody and like he was just like this bum that like the homeless guy with the axe yeah that like you don't <laughs> want to sound like that guy yeah yeah. yeah yeah who became a hero but he was actually wanted for murder it turns <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh you don't want to be that guy but <laughs> this this isn't like a new thing either where like Somebody is, you know, basically speaking the truth, trying to be April O'Neil, if you will, right? Great yeah. analogy. This has happened for like centuries. I mean, I can go back to the Ottoman Empire and back, you know, to, you know, medieval times, like where people would say, like, oh, you know, that they're just an actor, they're just pretending, you yeah. know. Um, and then even more um, recent history, in 1957, in Central High in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, where they were starting to integrate, um, you know, blacks and whites into the school, uh, those students were accused of being paid actors, that they weren't real students, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to, you know, work their way and integrate into the system. You know, they were just actors uh, meant to drum up fear in the white community kind of thing. So this is like a tactic that has been on the social conservative playbook for quite some time. No, yeah, Absolutely. I think, and I don't want to skip around too much, but most recently, the one that really like got on got on most people's radar was when um, when the big COVID pandemic was happening. Oh, yeah. That was like that was like every fucking COVID thing was like, oh, dude, there's nobody dying in hospitals. That's all fake. 
all those people are actors. You know, I I've worked with a lot of fucking like conservative people. I I, I remember one time uh, these people that came down from like um like Lake Isabella to like help here because obviously we're a bigger community. It was like the middle of the crisis, uh, the 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 COVID pandemic. And they were coming down here and they were like, yeah, we come down here and we work like four days a week because like there's just so much, so many more COVID cases here than there is up there. So they're sending us down here like four days a week and like paying us like three times what we normally pay, we get paid over there. So it's, it's good for us. And then I remember the, the dude that they were talking to, I was just listening in on this conversation and I was like, so are people really getting sick from COVID? Like, uh, like, and they're like, yeah. What do you? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like, people are really getting sick from COVID, and and I I always think like, like, it's it's always like the dumbest motherfuckers that have like those like really intense views that are just mm-hmm. like, they they just have those like Alex Jones, like that guy who was. Um, in that Vice documentary, and I encourage everyone to watch that Vice documentary. Yeah, because just go it, on YouTube, search "Crisis Actors" and the the it, big long twenty minute documentary by Vice. It'll it, it'll it does tell you a great you job of capturing the emotional elements of it. And and that guy who's like everything to him is like, I I got a I got a lie detector guy in San Antonio right now. Who if you go take it and and pass the lie detector test, I'll give you five thousand dollars right now, Frank or something. Yeah, like yeah, he does yeah. something like that. And it's like. Dude, you it's always like the most bullshit motherfuckers, the dude that's driving a fucking like ninety five Chevy Tahoe. Yeah, works at seven eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's like somehow he has five thousand dollars extra and he knows a guy who gives free lie detector tests. <laughs> and so it's just somebody on a message board that he met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the most garbage ass people that are just like, dude, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like mm-hmm. uh, I don't it's, know. It's it's never I mean, well, sometimes it is people in pie positions yeah, you because got the, because like uh, fucking Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. was actually liking and retweeting a lot of like these things about Marjorie you. Taylor Greene. Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene made a whole car- congressional career out of it. Yeah. You know, she was chasing. She was chasing down she was David Dog. Cha- yeah. yeah, yeah. That was really sad that that person's in office. Yeah, it's one of the saddest things. People actually elected her into office. She's still in office. She's a fucking like scam artist. Even mm-hmm. even during that whole like. Uh, Jap Chinese balloon that was flying over the United States. I think the next day she like showed up to Congress with like a big old balloon to like mock that that Joe Biden didn't want to shoot it down. And then later on, it was like the military was like, "Yeah, we didn't want to shoot it down. We told him not to shoot it down until it was yeah. over." Like, and it's like, dude, she has no military backing. She has no idea what the fuck. She has no intelligence backing. So it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, it's always like those like the the loudest motherfuckers are in the room are usually the dumbest, dumbest motherfuckers in the room. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up like the whole COVID actor thing because you sent me the same video that I had just got done watching, and it was. Mm-hmm. Now, and this isn't just exclusive to America, but I guess in Australia, like this was going on. That's a and, big one. Yeah, and I I thought the the news channel that did this did an excellent job of covering this because they show you the video of the lady, you know, suffering, you know, in her bed, and you're like, oh, my heart's breaking or whatever, you know, they, yeah. you know, she's suffering of COVID, and they show a guy, you know, saying like, oh, I wish I got the job, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, this sucks or whatever, and they're like. But the conspiracy is, is they're not real. Yeah. And it shows like videos of like people calling in, asking for that lady by her name. And then the hospital staff saying like, oh, there's no patient here by that name. And it's like, you come to the conclusion, oh, they're paid actors. And then you go in and you look, they show the picture that was floating around the internet that, oh yeah, all of these people that, you know, the 
that were being shown by this hospital as suffering from COVID to, you know, please beg, get the vaccine or you'll be like me and be in a ventilator. They're all have an acting background and it shows this little tiny picture of each one of them and whatnot. Right. And you're like, those motherfuckers, right? Like they, they put one over on me. Like how dare this hospital try to trick me into getting the fucking jab or whatever. Right. And then as it comes out, like all these people were coming out like, no, that wasn't my real name that I was using in that video because I wanted to have some privacy, but they had to give me a name in the video so people could relate. Yeah, my name wasn't that. And so when you were calling for me in the hospital, my name was actually, you know, something totally different. So that's why I wasn't there. And then that actress, that's an actress like in America. I'm Australian. And then like, I guess another one, Uh uh, they actually got the comedian who they were trying to say was the gentleman in the hospital because no i'm i'm a comedian i i wish i was an actor i wish i was getting paid by this hospital or whatever but that's somebody totally different yeah and they show like the two people like coming together and like yeah see like we might have the same hair color but we're not the same person at all and it's just like there was a lot of that shit going around even like that meme of like the same girl crying like at each one of the shooting events and whatnot like yeah it's a lot of bad information going that, around that was a really popular one where she's at sandy hook she's at like the uh boston bombing mm-hmm. and like <laughs> it's like the most generic like girl in the picture it's like a pale like white girl with brown hair come on man all white girls look alike <laughs> and, and it's like to me it was just like dude that looks like so many girls like you know i, I feel like i went with like to, to high school with like 10 girls that look like that like yeah. they were just all like pale brunette girls and that's it like that's it and they have their hands to their face and you can't even see the facial features in most yeah. of them so it's like or they're like kind of crying and it's like she's crying dude like that's that's it like that's just yeah. pale white girl crying but the fact is they're trying to sell it as like this is the same girl at all four of these shootings but in reality it wasn't and yeah. I mean you can plainly see like when you're looking at the meme like that doesn't <laughs> look like the same girl it, at all it's the same logic of like Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. Like, yeah. Yeah, just because he looks like the Zodiac killer <laughs> doesn't mean he's the Zodiac killer. And there was even stuff, too, that was coming out, too, where they would show proofs, I guess, like on Reddit, where it was just like this girl posted a picture on Instagram, and it shows, like, the date stamp. But then two hours later, she was in a whole other city, quote-unquote, in a mass shooting. They're like, this doesn't make sense. Hashtag crisis actor. And as it, as it comes out... Like the real post comes out and they're like, oh no, you guys manipulated the date. So you're making up your own evidence that is fake. Mm-hmm. So in, in turn, they are becoming the fake news. The conspiracy, the conspirators. I feel like they they act like, I don't know, maybe they are that dumb. I remember even when like the uh, January 6th like insurrection was happening. Yeah. They were like manipulating like, oh, well, this said that there was already a riot at the Capitol even before there was a, ca-. and it was like, the website clearly says like we can go back and edit these as like more information mm-hmm. comes out, which they did. Like as there were just people like at the Donald Trump thing getting rowdy, and that was the story. And then they edited it to like, oh, there's the insurrection. The date of when it, the article was released stays the same, but they can always go back and edit it. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I don't know if people just act dumb or are dumb, and it's like I I think are dumb is the most like likely thing. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, I, I mean, from my own experience, I mean, I can't talk about the rest of the world or whatever, right? But everyone that I've noticed during like that, when this became a hot topic, you know, especially during like the COVID lockdowns or yeah. whatnot, right? When everyone was bored and believing conspiracies or whatever, it was never like the valedictorian of my school. It wasn't the smartest kid in school. It wasn't the kids that were in gate class, you know, the, you know, the elevated classes or whatever, the smarter kids, if you will. 
None of them. It was always the kid that like had a C C minus average, if you will, or the kid that needed to uh, copy my paper to pass a <laughs> test or whatever, right? Yeah. Like it was never anybody that fucking was doing well in in high school. It was always these dumb motherfuckers resharing shit or whatever, right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I never saw a smart kid <laughs> resharing. Yeah, yeah. That that kid who like I mentioned earlier, the guy that went off to Berkeley. Like it was never that kid. Like I still follow that guy on Instagram because mm-hmm. we're on Facebook. We're still we're still buddies. But like, yeah, it is all the dumb people that I know that were that were sharing all this shit, all the fucking like COVID misinformation stuff. And I think it'd be one thing like if it was just bad information, which led to <laughs> the the person who should have won the twenty sixteen election losing to a reality TV host or whatever. I mean that that'd be one thing. But the the, the the tragedy of all this or whatever the crisis actor thing is is a lot of these people who believe this conspiracy much like the Pizzagate conspiracy where that guy you know took matters into his own hand and went and shot up Comet Ping Pong because he thought the kids were being locked up against their will in the basement of a pizza parlor that didn't have a basement mm-hmm. <laughs> is that you had a lot of people taking the law into their own hands yeah. looking out for vigilante justice getting pissed off that the government, quote unquote, would hire crisis actors to say that their kids died. And you have people like Noah Posner's father who was being followed and harassed in real life, not just on, you know, the Internet, but in real life, having memes being made after him because he's Jewish, you know, with that, you know, that stereotype of a Jewish, like, you know, rubbing his hands together for money kind of thing, saying saying awful things like nobody cares about your kid. Your kid never existed. And all these like horrible things following around, threatening his life, you know, actually becoming the monster while projecting that he is the monster. And in reality, this guy is just mourning over the loss of his own son. And the fucked up thing is, is that you do have situations where I guess like in India or Pakistan, there was a mass shooting. Yeah. And somebody... For whatever reason, they, they use one of the images of yeah. the Parkland shoot, or uh, was the it the Parkland shoot? Sandy, Sandy Hook, Hook yeah. yeah. And it was Noah Posner, right? And he goes, I don't know why those people in Pakistan were, you know, show or India were showing a face of my son. Maybe it was because they were showing solidarity of like, hey, like we sympathize with what you were going through when Sandy Hook happened. We were going through the same thing, kind of thing. But the conspiracy world took it as like, oh, it's the same victim in different parts of the world, kind of thing. And he goes, when that happened, you know, the harassment you know, increased tenfold so much so that he goes, I want to be unrecognizable, you know, and then he even had like a dark, um, you know, cloak of, to mask his identity over himself as well. Cause he's just like, I just, I'm just sick of getting, you know, harassed all because a mass shooter took away my son's life. Like, and I was like, dude, that is fucking sad as shit. It's extremely sad. I, I had a thought on the, on the tip of my mind right now. And it, it's like, it's gone. Okay. It's back. So one of the things that always bothers me about any conspiracy theory is when the goalpost keeps getting moved. Yes. And to me, it's like, uh, you know, we both, not that recently for me, but we've lost parents. And, like, I think when you have people going, like, well, all the evidence I need is, you know, show me the death certificate. And then they show them the death certificate, and they're like, this is fake. Assume the body. Like, you know, whatever it is, the goalpost keeps getting moved and moved and moved to the point where it's like. They'll never be satisfied. Yeah, and it's like, dude, there's just, this is the same. And to me, that's where, like, the issue really in lies with these people. That it's like, I understand the idea of 
questioning it. You know, like at one point, like I started the podcast is I saw that Robbie Parker video and I was like, Hey, that is pretty weird. Like mm-hmm. that is weird that he's laughing. He just lost a child. If, you know, if I had a child and I lost that child that same day, I really doubt I'd be laughing. I really doubt I'd be doing an interview. But turning that little, like, 15-second clip into a whole conspiracy about this whole thing, and then, like, once, you know, death certificates and all this information and, like, the evidence is overwhelmingly against you, you know, it's like this all very much adds up to, yes, a mass shooting happened, and then you're still, like, well, show me the dead bodies. Like, come on, dude. They're not yeah. gonna dig up the dead bodies to just to so you can sleep you. better at night, type of thing. You know, it's like to me, it's that's the issue. I mean, not to t- tie it into other conspiracy theories, but that's the same thing as QAnon, where they said like JFK Jr. was gonna show up <laughs> and like three times already and hasn't showed up. We they said that the military was gonna take over and put Donald Trump back in office. Donald Trump is more likely to go to prison at this point yeah. than to be president again. Yeah, he was supposed to lock <laughs> up uh, Obama, the Clintons, and uh, George Soros, and they're still walking around free. And yeah. Trump's it keeps getting more and more felonies placed upon him day by day. It doesn't look like he's gonna see the light of day. Yeah, it's it's the goalpost keeps getting moved and moved and moved, and that's the thing that really bothers me about these conspiracy theories. That this is different than, hey, I don't believe in the moon landing. This is really affecting like the minds and the society that we live in. And it's 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 pretty poisoning when it's like, you know, okay, you've have so much evidence now saying, Hey, Parkland shooting did happen. Sandy Hook did happen. The Boston bombing, I don't understand how some people believe that that didn't happen. Yeah. But that did happen. That was like literally live. The like Las being Vegas streamed. shooting. The Las Vegas shooting who Jesus, you know, you know, what's that is it George Strait, the try it in my small town or whatever? Oh Jason Aldean. Uh, Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean was on stage when that shit happened. Like, yeah. you know, like, and you're telling me Jason Aldean's a liar. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a racist, but he's not a liar, sir. Yeah, it's like, okay, so like to me, like that's that. To me, that's the bullshit element of it. Where it's like, dude, when so when evidence keeps getting presented, and and it's like we're already there, and now you need more evidence. You need mm-hmm. this and this, and like, dude, it's 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 a sickness in the mind, dude. It's it like really I, I, is. I I honestly think that this is why the human brain almost can't should not have a computer screen in front of it for as long as it has on a daily basis. You're absolutely right. And I'll go back to referencing that Vice documentary where they show, and this is why I appreciate Vice, and yeah, they might have a left leaning toward them or whatever. Like I think they freely admit that. But what I appreciate about that documentary is they let you show what the the people who believe the conspiracy, they let them show their own ass. And the biggest one is when uh, the Sutherland, Sutherland Springs, Texas church shooting Mm-hmm. Uh, they show they're interviewing you know two people it's conspiracy granny and sidethorn oh, I'm, I'm assuming i'm assuming sidethorn is his online handle for whatever conspiracy message board yeah. he posts on or whatever uh, but i guess they go around in their 1995 you know f150 yeah. you know defaced tahoe yeah. hasn't pad smog <laughs> in like 6 years yeah. yeah they go around defacing memorials for all of these shooters or whatever, right? And when Vice caught up with them, you know, they were in Sutherland Springs, Texas at that church shooting uh, where the actual pastor lost his daughter, which was fucking heartbreaking to even think about or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. 
And they go to that church, and obviously there's this big sign saying, we love you, we miss, you know, all, you know, the victims or whatever here. And people are signing, you know, uh, you know, their effigies to the people that have passed. And then conspiracy grannies over there saying, like, well, I got a bigger marker now. They better not cross off my message. And it's like hateful shit. Like, you guys are liars. You guys are demons. You guys are going to hell. No yeah. one cares about the dead, you know, whatever, the dead quote unquote or whatever. And I'm just like, really, you guys have that much shit going on in your life? Like, conspiracy granny, why don't you go spend time with your grandkids as opposed to defacing this supposed fake memorial? Because even if it was a fake memorial, like, why waste your time? And the heartbreaking thing is, is that the pastor who has been trying to get them off their property for, I guess, quite some time now, sneaks up on them to tell them, like, hey, you guys got to get off my property or I'm calling the sheriff out here. And so that Sidethorn guy starts yelling at this pastor, mind you, who just lost his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And saying, you're a demon. You're going to burn in hell. You're going to get lynched, you motherfucker. I'm here to preach the real truth of God. Great way to do it by saying all that, right? Yeah. And you just see, and like, again, if that pastor was Frank Pomeroy or whatever, right? If he's an actor... You need to take away that the the fucking Oscar that Marlon Brando won for playing the Godfather and give it to him because when that side thorn starts going in on him, like you just see the fucking pain and hurt in his eyes and you just see him just fall apart inside and he has to keep it together, right? Like as a pastor, as a man of a real man of God and say like, "Look, you guys have to leave my property. This really did happen. And that guy's going crazy. And I'm saying, well, exhume the body. I'll have you go to my guy in San Antonio and take a lie detector <laughs> test. You demon, you yeah. demon, you motherfucker. And he's just like, sir, you have to leave my property. Yeah. I am not going to engage with you. And then you see like the police come out and that guy's just going all crazy. He's getting charged with like terrorist threats or whatever. And I'm like, dude, that's the best part of the whole documentary when he gets arrested. Oh, hell he, yeah. He starts spewing all this shit. He's like, I just want you to say, you, you know I have the right to arrest anybody who puts their hands on me. Any police officer. Or, yeah. Any <laughs> police. Oh, do you understand that? And then the cop doesn't even like, acknowledge him. Just <laughs> like, and then conspiracy Grammy, Grana, whatever, Grammy or whatever her name is. Granny? Granny. I don't know, dude. I'm not white. I didn't grow up with that shit. <laughs> It's just a fucking grandma to me, but um, it's just old people. I'm not drinking your hot chocolate, Abuelita. Abuelita, it's chocolate, Abuelita, dude. But um, (laughs) so like my favorite part is, you know, obviously he gets arrested. He's it's always like the most bullshit thing, like when when like the fucking Karens of the world get arrested and they all have like, I know my rights. You can't. I'm I'm seriously arresting you. (laughs) Like (laughs) yeah. But then like she gets arrested and then um. She says something like, what did I do? Like, she gets all crazy. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. It's like the whole, like, Karen's getting justice. It's like, yeah. It, it like, so, like, and then he's like, she didn't do nothing. It's like, the fact that they don't understand what they've done is, like, the funniest part to me. Correct, yes. And I think, again, to mention, like, that documentary, the best thing, and I'm going to try to use this as a sample, maybe at the end of this episode, is when one of like the surviving family members of one of the victims says like, I wish we were crisis actors. I wish I was tomorrow I was getting my family members back and that I was getting paid (laughs) for all of this that I've been going through. But the reality is, is like we're all going through PTSD, not only from the loss of our friends and family, but also from the harassment that comes from the other end of this. Yeah, that is one of the saddest things. And, um, I totally like that's the the part to me that's like put yourself in their footsteps, like in their shoes, you know. That's tough. That's 
I can't imagine like losing a family man- member to. Can you imagine, dude? Like you just said earlier, you lost your dad. I just lost my mom. If somebody was to come after me and say that like we are crisis actors and that my mom, all this hurtful shit, she didn't mean shit. Your dad didn't mean shit. He's you know he's a he's a demon and all this yeah. motherfucking shit. It would be so hard for me to keep my composure and not end that motherfucker's life that was doing that to me. I mean, I would have yeah. to, but it would take everything in me not to do it. And that would create so much fucking inner strife inside of me, dude. Like yeah. that's on top of everything you're already uh, going through. Yeah, absolutely. And and I and I will say like, you know, I think we you know, I'll only speak for myself. Like when I lost my dad, like it was, you know, it was mentally I was already bracing myself for many years leading up to it. I think in this scenario, a mass shooting is a little bit different because it's like, you know, you're out buying milk and cereal to like go home and like have a good time. Dickies for your cholo outfit. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just like, you know, you're at the spirit Halloween store, you know, whatever it is, you know, like something totally normal. You're at the movie theater or movie shooting, you know, you're at school or you're at whatever Mm. you're, uh, the nightclub, you know, I'm trying to think like, what's the, the, not West Virginia school shooting, uh, one of those school shootings. Anyways, yeah. they're college, you know, whatever. You're a parent, your kid's in college. You're fucking Sandy Hook, kids in elementary school, you know, like mm-hmm. that instant, the fucking moment of, of this just happened, you know, like the, black and white, someone flipped the switch and that your life is completely different from then on. There is no mentally preparing yourself for this for years. There's, you're just there and your life is now a nightmare. <laughs> and like, yeah, and to add on top of that, you have conspiracy granny showing up to your house, <laughs> yeah. like fucking defacing memorials. Like, yeah, what a monster. There's like not even like a place in hell for people like that. Like Correct. that to me is just like, God damn, dude, what a terrible, terrible thing to, to, to be, to, to do, you know? And like, and the fucked up thing about it is like those people don't see themselves as monsters. They see themselves as the hero of their own story, much like the yeah. January 6th insurrectionist or whatever, right? They interview that one guy who says, like, they call me mentally ill. I'll take a mental health quiz right now. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, shit. And this guy's, like, shaking like he's Muhammad Ali, like, about to light the fucking Olympic torch in the 96 Olympic Games or whatever. He's shaking or whatever, and he probably needs help programming his DVD player or whatever, right? And you mean to tell me I have to believe you're a conspiracy about, you know, Sandy Hook from, like, 200 miles away because you used to work in a school district, like, 20 years ago and shit it's like get the fuck out of here it's sad dude it's absolutely sad and like you know we've covered a lot of conspiracy theories and for the most part i'd like to say you know they don't really hurt people at least the conspiracy theories that i really really you know buy into but i feel like over the last and we've as we've done this podcast you know i remember introducing the idea of hey guys let's cover QAnon. And and thinking in my head, this might be something that lasts a week or two. To now, it's like a political movement, you know. <laughs> like, you know, these to me, we're still at the point where the snowball is building up and building up, and you lump all these things, all these people that are like crisis actors are fucking trying to sell us the guns. You know, they're trying to take our guns away with all these crisis actors, all the QAnoners, that whatever it is, we just they just keep moving the goalposts of the evidence that they need. And it's very frustrating. It's so frustrating not to want to like just like fucking like punch them out, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. like to me, it's just like I do think that you know when you think of like a liberal person, like you know you think of that blue haired like yeah. vegan or whatever that's 
got done doing yoga and like whatever, like whatever. The most annoying like liberal person you can come yeah, up yeah, with. Yeah. You know, annoys annoys the shit out of me personally. Yeah. But it's like to me, maybe I'm not that person, you know, maybe like I you know, maybe it's the Bakersfield in me or whatever, but it's like to me it's just like, God damn, dude, like how like I think that people like in the right minds, more educated people than myself, people that have, you know, whatever, lean to grow like a fucking pair of balls and not let this shit slide. Like that to me is like, like the fact that these people are still out there and we've done a lot of things like, you know, like, like if you Google crisis actors, you're not going to get the same results on YouTube that you would have in 2016. You know, mm. it's different now. The algorithm doesn't allow oh, yeah. for that. YouTube, Facebook, uh, not Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All those platforms had to change uh, because they were vessels being used to spread all of this stuff. And, uh, and you know, I get it. I get why they have to do it because at first and foremost, they have to protect their own asses, you know, because they're all corporate entities or whatever, right? Yeah. And they're being used, hijacked to spread like these conspiracies that are actually hurting people. But then at the same facet, they're being labeled as, you know, mongers that are trying to steal people's sec- First Amendment rights, right? And it's uh, and it's it and it's it's a weird tightrope. I don't envy <laughs> the people that have to run those social media networks because mm. it's like, what is the right move, kind of thing. Because yeah, at one point you are silencing a lot of people, but at the same time, you're helping keep the fire down when it comes to spreading like these fucking outrageous conspiracies, which are have proven harmful to society. Yeah, it's tough. I I get it. I I don't know, man. I don't know if it's just like silencing. Like, all right, I keep linking it to like Al Qaeda because this isn't like this isn't conservatives into like Ross Perot or like or this <laughs> or like who's Bob Dole conservatives. Yeah. Bob Dole, yeah. Like the Bob Dole conservatives from the nineties. This isn't like oh hey, this guy just wants you know. Whatever. Lower taxes. Yeah, like, this isn't that. Like, th- we're not at that level. These are, like, fucking extremists. Like, this is the same to me as, like, if you had a cousin who was, like, posting, like, like fucking, like, terrorist shit. Like, the dudes that did um, the Boston bombing, like, they were radicalized in that same sense as, like, the January 6th people. Like, right. to me, there's no difference. Or Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, it's like, there's no difference. To me, it's it's... And that to me is where I got to say, like, there has, I think, as like a fucking sane society, I think they need to grow grow a pair and be more aggressive and call these people fucking terrorists when it's like, this is, these are terrorist actions, dude. This, these people are going against like the, the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that, you know, we try to aim for here in America. Which are not amendments. Those are their actual (laughs) rights. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. That's what we're striving for. And these people are fucking preventing people from from doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's like showing up to memorials, like making people feel uncomfortable, like yelling at them, calling them demons and all this shit like that. Death threats. Yeah. yeah, Like, 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 no, like that's an Ouroboros. Yeah. Yeah. It's like to me like that. This these are terrorist actions. There needs to be like more repercussions. There needs to be more. I'm not saying go beat them up. Go go set Nate Diaz and and (laughs) and and the to like go beat them up or whatever. But I'm just saying like like you you need there needs to be laws. There needs to be repercussions. There needs to be like actions that are taken against these people. All those, the whole January 6th thing, I feel like they've let a lot of things slide, maybe because there's, like, 
there's people that still want to call them like fucking like freedom fighters or some shit. Well, because it all goes to power, you know, because that's what's popular right now, and that's how like people like Kevin McCarthy get reelected if they they take an easy eye to that, you know. It's yeah. Like, and, and that's the fucked up thing. We're a slave to politics right now. Yeah, it's it's a scary world, dude. Because it's like, I I wish I could go back to like the 2010s era of conspiracy theories, <laughs> where it was like it felt like, man, just fucking. The moon landing was not like you know. It was like I've over the last like ten years, maybe almost was it two thousand twenty three. I would say like the last thirteen years, like con- like conservatives have really taken over the whole conspiracy angle. Like you can't even label yourself a conspiracy theorist. Like if I say like I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I still consider myself a conspiracy theorist at heart, I. If I label myself that or if I say that out in public, people are going to be like, oh, this is a motherfucking January 6th Trump yeah. supporter, dude. Like, <laughs> And it's like, fuck, dude. I, you don't even want to get labeled. You don't even want to be on that bus, dude. Correct, like, yeah. I can't even fucking like... I'm trying to think of other conspiracy theories that, like the fluoride in the water thing. It was like, you can't even mention that shit without somebody talking about chemtrails to you or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, dude, it's fucking garbage-ass, like... 5G, like, crisis actor garbage type of thing. I don't know. It's a, it's a scary world we live in right now. Correct, yeah. I mean, I'm glad, and in a way, though, a lot of this is kind of qualmed down, but it's, in a way, it, it's just become a part of the narrative. So, like, when anything ever happens, it just becomes another talking point. Like you said, like, the goal, it, their explanations of X, Y, and Z, when you present the truth, is like no, they're a crisis actor, right? Like that—that that just becomes a part of the script at this point. So it's just a feather in the hat at this point. Yeah, and that's to me, that is a scary thing. Yeah, we're not getting a lot of um, explicit examples like the David Hogs, if you will, in the world, or Mister Posner, if you will. But like, it, it just becomes a part of like the, the lexicon, where it's just like, oh, this is a conspiracy. Uh, the reason why this looks real is because they're paid actors. Nine eleven, those people were all actors, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like th- I don't understand the nine. I was surprised to find out that there's people that think that nine eleven didn't happen. There's people that really think that. That to me is like even more extreme than people that are like the Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> like it's just like what? Are you serious? We like lived through that, yeah, dude. There's like literally like like videos of like stacks of bodies like i don't understand how much more evidence you need like and i'm gonna <laughs> quote the most hated man on the internet with this like it's, hitler oh no one? <laughs> the other guy <laughs> the other guy that thinks he's a comedian uh <laughs> it's 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 more fun to believe a conspiracy than it is the truth uh-huh. who said that brendan Schaub. brendan Schaub said that yeah yeah i would say that that is true yeah that it, it is fun to believe in conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. It, it it gives you a sense of that you're in the club and you're in the know. Mm-hmm. And and that goes back to my whole thing of that like main character syndrome that people, I think the internet feeds you that. Correct. Feeds you the idea that you're kind of the main character in this story. Well, because you're all a part of an algorithm that yeah. caters to you, you know, and like when it's something doesn't jive with what you, that doesn't cater to you, then it becomes you're a, you're a crisis actor, <laughs> you know, it's a false flag, you know, kind of thing, you know, so that's where that all comes from. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's all I got. That's yeah. all I got too, man. So good topic. Very emotionally draining. I think yeah. after I watched the Vice documentary, I was like, man, I got to watch some more of these things. Shout out. Man. Yeah, I mean, shout out to like David Hogg and all those people that like never back down and all this stuff. Even like David Hogg's mom mm-hmm. was out there like like protecting her son and all this stuff. It's just like, damn, dude. Like, like that's the kind of courage that like really like gets gets me gets me going right mm-hmm. like to me it's like um i uh i really like it, it's that like that's the type of thing that like makes an, a podcast episode be like damn dude like i can't wait to do this topic because mm-hmm. it's, it's a topic that definitely needs to like not just get overlooked because the topic evolves it evolves from mass shootings to covid to whatever it is mm-hmm. next month like it's always gonna be like, oh, they're faking it. They're faking this. They're that's an actor. Like those people aren't dying in the hospitals. They're all fucking fake numbers and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, you know, like it, it's gonna evolve. Every everything, every other topic. It's well, gonna I mean, to even else. Joe Biden, quote unquote, didn't win the election. Whenever something doesn't fit your storyline of your main, your 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 uh, your the story of your main the, that you're a main character of, right? Yeah. <laughs> then it all becomes fake, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the news and president yeah. and all this shit yeah absolutely yeah the, the raider and it's always raider fans too i hate raider to say it fan. yeah is it raider fans no nah, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be but it would be the same thing right like yeah. oh the raiders would be the champions if it wasn't for x y and z cheating yeah, or the whatever. tuck rule yeah you know yeah. it's just like no i'll give them that one i'll, I'll give raider fans that one that's well, that weird... one year but if every yeah. year like they should have been <laughs> yeah 16 and one or whatever yeah, like yeah. it's like no like yeah. <laughs> man that's all I got. Great topic. Um, I didn't think it was going to be this good of a topic. I just kind of picked it because I was like, "We'll just do something easy this week." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy to research, but yeah, but hard to talk about. To be yes, honest, exactly. So, with that said, guys, uh, if you find it easy to talk about, you want to talk about it with us some more, and you want to have a run-on sentence with us, <laughs> either <laughs> one of us, guys, get on, get at us at all the social medias at R and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter, we are at R and Jacob Do A One. Because goddamn, son, that's just how a steak is done. I am not a paid actor. I am not with SAG-AFTRA. I am not on strike. So Dude, I'm, the funny thing is, like, all that stuff, like, you know, auditioning for that show or whatever, like, there's so much evidence against us to, like, not be paid actors. I know, huh? Like... They would be on the picket lines right now if yeah. they were all paid actors. David Hogg would be in front yeah. of, like, Paramount Pictures yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's that's some like excellent like method acting, you know, because they still live in those communities. They still have effigies of They're those children, those, those fake children above their fireplaces. <laughs> they still have tattoos on their arms and shit. Like, yeah. shout out to commitment, them. Dude. Yeah, that's 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 some that's above Christian Bale commitment right there. Yeah. So, shout out to them and get out of me at all those social medias if you want to help support this podcast, guys. I highly recommend hitting us up on all this uh, at patreon.com slash art and Jacob do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. So if you like us here, you'll love us over there. This week we talked about Ninja Turtles, scary interdimensional shit from Skinwalker yeah. Ranch. That was a good episode. Yeah. That what was, was it? The the shadow people of shadow the mountains? Shadow people. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I had to close the window down to yeah. like, oh, I don't try it was to see that. creeping me out, dude. Yeah. I don't know what I'm more afraid of, a fucking conspiracy theorist like chasing me down saying my mom didn't really die or a fucking shadow people that live in the mountains of California. You're but, not a real dude. Yeah, so going over there to patreon.com, donate $1, $2, $3, it doesn't matter. Uh, but every little red cent helps support this podcast. And if you want to support this podcast in another way, I highly recommend heading on over to the website, arnjacobdoamerica.com. 
follow the merch links where we currently have four designs up there in the merch store. Um, buy a shirt, buy a sweatshirt, buy a coffee mug, whatever we have our fucking logo on. Uh, it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see a couple cents from every purchase made there. But what it does do is it helps promote our podcast. So if you're going over there, you're combating conspiracy granny from defacing another fucking memorial from a mass shooting. Uh, she'll maybe she'll see an Art Jacob Do America t-shirt. Download our podcast on her way in her Ford F-150 that can't pass the mob. Um, listen to her podcast. Maybe have a change of heart. Who knows? But you'll be doing the Lord's work by being a walking billboard, if you will. If you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend hanging on over to podbelly.com, where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So check out other great podcasts, such as the world-famous Sofa King podcast, as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories and Robots for Us. But with that said, Art, I am completely done with this topic. I'm sure it will pop his ugly head into some mass shooting that we'll cover somewhere down the line. But until then, oh, I'm sure. Goodbye. Good night. I just realized I probably shouldn't have shot the camera. <laughs> that was a <laughs> <laughs> it was in poor, poor taste. Yeah, it was in poor taste. I'm sorry. That comes from Kenny Omega. No. I wish he was right so that these people were still here. That's what hurts so bad is like, you keep telling us that these people didn't die, that they just moved or something and it's not true. And as much as we would all wish that, one, we were getting paid by the government, but two, we were getting our family members back like they never left us. It's just not how it goes. Part of the reason why I spoke up so soon after wasn't because I was mentally stable, wasn't because I felt like I had grieved enough. I hadn't, I still haven't. People grieve in different ways, and I think David was more active through his grief. I'm not sure he's processed it yet, but I think that's how he's dealing with it. This right here is where we had her last birthday party, was sitting right here, uh, and her friends came and I cooked hot dogs right there on that grill you're standing beside right there for, uh, for her last bar birthday party here. Absolutely. It's like that, man. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.